podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's not just you boys who get to surprise our listeners by showing up in our sponsor spot. I too can gate crash an episode. And you know what? It's pretty worth it in order to be the one to tell people about NordVPN. NordVPN is a reliable online protection that keeps your private information private by encrypting your internet connection and hiding your IP address and location. And look, this is also my chance for a quick rebuttal to Campy, who apologised to our Tasmanian listeners for suggesting that the beautiful island is outside of Australia, but not to his Tasmanian co-host. Anyway, it's okay to be wrong, Campy, and you are welcome to a geography lesson anytime you like. But it doesn't really matter because regardless of where you are in the world, NordVPN can help you take your favourite shows with you. Head to nordvpn.com forward slash Lakeside Drive or click the link in the show notes for an exclusive Lakeside Drive deal. And don't forget the 30-day money-back guarantee. Okay, you can have the boys back now. G'day, I'm James. Welcome to the Australian Opinion on Formula One here at the Lakeside Drive F1 podcast. In this episode, we review the Canadian Grand Prix. I'm joined by my disillusioned friends and yours, Tommy T. G'day. G'day, mate. <laughs> Campy. Hello, gentlemen. How are you? Yep. Listeners. Yep. Hello, listener. Yeah, look. Here we are. <laughs> it's very... Look, on the one hand, it's great that we do this podcast. It's very exciting. And listen, we're so glad to have you on this journey with us. But on the other hand, Tommy T, oh, just cannot be f***ing bothered anymore. No. <laughs> just... <laughs> The magic is gone. I don't know what it is. I'm struggling at the moment. Uh, and we know you are too, listener, because I can see the numbers. They've dipped. We haven't become that bad that we've lost significant numbers of the audience. And Campy hasn't said anything too bad recently for us to depart from something. Um, but even in the, the fantasy name team name competition, uh, we used to have, I would probably like a hundred names yeah. to wade through. Now there's about 10. Yeah. And shout out yeah. to you if you're continuing to do that. Love that. Appreciate Fantastic. Love that. We, we love you a lot for it. But I think this is probably more of a chat. I've got some notes for the Canadian Grand Prix. We will get there. But this is more of a chat, I think, now about the state of Formula One, where yeah. we were at. Um, and maybe how each of us are feeling because I, I know, listener, you love this show and you know, you think that we could do well on the Fox Sports broadcast. If they no, and, we wouldn't. And maybe well. we would if, if they actually lifted their game and did something from Australian Just point anything. of view. Rather than us having to listen to the whinger that is Ted about Orlando oh, Norris. Did anyone listen to Danny Rick last night? No. With, what's his name? No. No. I, I cannot deal with, like, you know, it's like Mike Tyson and two dolls in The Simpsons telling each other to kiss. That's exactly what that is. Will Arnett and Daniel Ricciardo talking about Formula Not even in the same fucking room. Oh, really? What is the point? Anyway, really? I just can't understand. I'll have a listen. I'll probably watch it back. You go back and listen. Two. You um, report back to us. LBS has listened and and um, in our Discord comment of the week star. Is, is, is his uh, for some fantastic reasons. But more generally the sport, right? This is the fifth year we've been doing it. Um, I fell out of love with Formula One a while ago. Fell back in love with Formula One. Yep. Specifically at the time that Nico Rosberg was no longer in. <laughs> the Coincidence? Sport. Nope. Uh, and I think we're starting to feel a little, well, I'm certainly starting to feel a little bit like that. I think interestingly enough for me, because at the end of the day, we're all fans, right? The, the gap that Daniel Ricciardo has left on the grid for me oh. personally, I, oh, I don't real. even know where to look at the start of a Grand Prix anymore. Yep. But I normally, well, you know, 
more recent years are looking further down the back of the shot than True. I am towards the front. But I feel like there's the connection between Formula One and me was very strong with Daniel. Yeah, Rick. we've lost our avatar into the sport, our yeah. like our player that we're following, and now we're just kind of like I don't know, just watching a bunch of cars. We don't have our hero in the race that we can kind of connect mm. with. It is tough. I think we all want Oscar to do well, but it doesn't look like he's getting prioritized to that team as much as we would like. There's glimmers. There's really good things that he's doing, but yeah, it's it's not the same. Daniel was such a captivating character that we all could get behind. And he'll be back next year anyway. Don't worry about <laughs> it. He'll be back. This point. He'll be back to, with a cape on to save F1. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. Please go. Can he please do that? Can he please come back in and do some content with a cape? I'm here back to save F1. It's funny. I. I I caught up with some friends. We'd go camping once a year. That's the only time we'll see them every year. Mm. We just rock up on the same day, same place every year, and they rock up too. So, But we were chatting about Formula 1 and where they're at with it because they were avid listeners and really mm. enjoyed the show and the banter. And um, they were just like, yeah, man, we gave up last year halfway through. I think after Abu Dhabi 2021, yep. I think it lost a lot of fans. Last year was a long season and mm. – and, you know, with Red Bull domination, that will come. But yep. I've always said this year has like a this sport has a five year cycle, and you have always said that it's true. And it's true. I think I think for the sport after Drive to Survive and the people that are watching it, they are they are in that lull at the moment where mm. everything's becoming a bit boring, a bit of the same. They're not yep. changing and adapting, and there's rumours of corruption and one team winning and try to peg them back and all the politics which goes on the sport, which is a part of our sport. And uh, I just think we're saying that. This season for me has felt really disjointed. Yeah. It's like we started, then we stopped, then China. We didn't go to China, so mm-hmm. there's a break in the calendar for that. Yep. Melbourne, and then there was nothing for a couple of weeks after that. Yep. And then the uh, – Baku. Baku, then the Italian Grand Prix got stopped. Yep. It just felt really disjointed yeah. for me. And I don't think we've got that start. I think it'd be great when we get to Europe and we go, you know, we do that. Oh, we were in Europe and then we left again. Yeah, well. Thanks, Bernie. Well. <laughs> Thanks, Bernie. It's still his fault. It's true. It, it is. is. The only reason why Canada is in the middle of – well, in the middle of the season. But hey, I think we're well, burying Canada's traditionally – Canada's traditionally on the Queen's birthday weekend in Melbourne, which was a week later than it normally is. How so. dare they not use our holiday to celebrate? Oh, no. Anyway. Anyway, the lead I is. I still love this. Can you stop while I talk about the lead that we're burying, which is it's 50 years of safety cars, and that's really exciting. <laughs> Jesus. Is there anything more dull to celebrate than 50 years of a fucking safety car? 50 Give years of the halo when that comes up. <laughs> Ugh, Imagine my, my rant. In year 54 of our podcast. At least now, yeah. I'm not sure we're going to go that long, if I'm honest. Um, It's interesting how far the safety car has come, at least. You look back to, like, early safety cars and there was, like, some kind of British mage, the doors on one side are longer than the other, kind of Morris driving around the place. It's a great eight-minute segment after qualifying. You know what it doesn't need to be mentioned? 12 times during a race and an entire (laughs) weekend. Yeah, it's – um, it feels – a friend of mine and I were talking and he used to provide security for Michael Schumacher, uh, which is a cool gig. And and I think – A lot of people wanted to punch Michael Schumacher too, so fair enough. One of the things he told me, just (laughs) as a very quick sidebar, is they used to throw a dummy car with like tinted windows and everything else as a thing and he and Michael would ride in on a scooter in plain overalls and helmets. Helmets. 
or, or put a Marshall bib on really? or whatever, and they would just sail past all of the crowds Incredible. and, and think, which I think is fantastic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. John, if you're listening, very, really great stories from a long time ago told me that. But um, he and I were talking over the weekend and he said to me that to him it feels very hollow. Mm. If he says campy, it feels a lot like the 1998 season, which I don't remember. Uh, but it was it's just a bit of a nothing season. Hakkinen dominated over Schumacher. Was Listener, very I'm looking at campy. Cool his brain, I can hear it tick. <laughs> I can see the I've cogs. Not seen, yeah, I've not turning. seen the gods turn for a long time. The eyes are spinning back. I was all of ten years old. I wasn't watching football. No, neither was I. Yeah. Anyway, I'll take his word for it. But it just it just feels to me, and I know a lot of you are, are yeah. feeling the same. That's not to say that we don't love doing this still. And obviously this is the first time also the three of us have been together in many, many, many yeah, weeks. Maybe a month or and so. it will yeah. be many, many weeks again until we are because I fly to the UK on Saturday. Um, oh, no. But it feels, it feels odd. I'm curious as to know your thoughts. Uh, hop on to our Discord and in the general chat section, just let me know what you think of where this season's at. Are you enjoying it? Uh, are you disliking it? Have you fallen out of love because DR's left? That's not to say there's not good racing. There is. And today we saw some pretty bloody great racing, a great overtake by Oscar Piastri. All of that is to come. Record Uh, crowd again. Yeah. So that's probably the problem is that I think our expectations now are so high Mm. through the hype of Drive to Survive and the end of Abu Dhabi 2021 in, in the closest championship battle that we've had. And that's saying something considering Felipe Massa's still got some kind of uh, legal option mm. to challenge Lewis oh, Hamilton's come championship. On. Come on. Anyway. Felipe, you're better than that, mate. Let's continue, lads. Uh, let's talk just more generally. Um, yeah, the DR and Will Arnett thing, not even in the same room. I feel like it's, it's a good try, mm. but... When everyone's saying it's Will Arnett from the Fast and Loose podcast, I'm pretty sure they haven't released any episodes this year. <laughs> so that says a lot about how well that went. Um, I think probably my favourite moment was uh, DR flipping off George Russell. Excellent. On the yeah. pit wall and then George being Dobby. his usual George self in the press. A snitch. Area. <laughs> Is George the, f- the male Karen or what? <laughs> could be. <laughs> could be. Could be. Um, it is good to be back in Canada, can I just say. Mm. It is a great racetrack. Yes. Oh, yeah. And we've seen some phenomenal results and some phenomenal victories, uh, including Daniel's first win. Yep. What a moment. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, including. Oh, it was too, yeah. Yeah. How dare you question? Thank you for questioning the host. Wow. <laughs> Undermining. I was thinking of Weber. <laughs> this power I, always, I always get that one wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just another non-Australian, uh, non-champion Australian. Um, but it, I feel like it was very Canadian in wet qualifying. Yeah. Happened last year. Dry race. Was a bit exciting. Uh, at least Fernando Alonso had the ability to put it into a good position yeah. for, for the race, unlike last year when he was in an Alpine. But more generally, record crowd, as you said, Campy, the, the crowd looked awesome yep. all of the time. Literally none of them supporting Lance Stroll, even though he's the hometown, <laughs> the hometown hero. Uh, but it, it does it does sort of answer this question of is Formula 1 fading to me when there was great on-track action in terms of the DRS train, some fantastic mid-pack. Yep. Still was like, oh, just, just lacking like something. Yeah, I, I think it is one of the best places that we do go to F1. I really enjoy the track. I think it's a great racetrack. It seems like a great atmosphere. It's one of those ones that is on my list to go to one day. But again, I feel the same thing. Like it was missing something. There wasn't that kind of like 
pull to like be invested into this weekend. It was just kind of like, oh, it's happening. Great. I'll tune in when I tune in. I wasn't excited by it. Mm. Well, we know who P1 is. Uh, 100 race wins now for Red Bull Racing TJC, which is incredible. Um, I think I heard the stat of 26% of all races that they've entered, they've won. Crazy. Um, What's the percentage on podiums? Oh, it would be significant, I imagine. Mm. I really do. Yeah, this is a very junior team comparison to the yeah Ferraris. the other teams that McLaren, well, Ferrari. How, how many Ferraris won? Oh, recently. When was the last time Ferrari won a Grand Prix? Oh, well, Charles Leclerc last year at early in the season. It was maybe? Canada, wasn't it? Charles Leclerc won Canada. Right. That'd be it. Yeah, I trust you on that one. Anyway. But yeah. He's pretty unhappy with Ferrari itself. Um, it was, in terms of qualifying, absolute chaos with grid mm. penalties left, right, and center. Nico Hulkenberg had a great qualifying oh, until he God. didn't. Um, oh, can we just touch on that? Let's Please. go, Campy. Oh, my God. To come out, the reason he was 1.5 seconds over his delta is because the red flag came out just before he finished his fast quality lap. And in the micro sectors that they have, after he finished his lap, into turn one, I think the first micro sector is, he's supposed to have hit a speed from there to there. But he was clearly slowing down. Yeah. And when it goes off, you need one or two seconds to react to it. The reality, even the steward said, didn't do anything wrong, did everything right. It's like a letter of the law thing. Letter of the law. Mm. So we won't give him the actual penalty. We'll give him another, like, what a load <laughs> of shit. Just. And then in the race, they decided to be so lenient. It's like oh. they knew they Stuffed it royally after qualifying. And then, oh, it's just, it beggars belief the stupidity because Hulk is in a car that should not be on the front row of the grid at any stage of yep. the world championship. The fact rain is always the biggest, you know, throw everything off the table and restart and build yep. again. I couldn't think of the word. Get the waiters to come in, clear the table. Yeah. Reset the table for more meat to be yeah. placed. Yes. <laughs> more meat, please. <laughs> It's the great equaliser, right? It yeah. is the great equaliser. So then he starts second, then gets a grid place penalty and drops back. Yep. Well, he was always going to drop back. But if he had got the start on Verstappen, because he starts well generally, that would have been awesome. He, Haas would have been leading the race for at least two, maybe three laps before DRS came in. Yeah. What a story. It would have been up and about. And I would have been excited to get up at five to four this morning to watch a stupid <laughs> Grand Prix. <laughs> We're really feeling it today. Yeah. This is a real positive. I, I can see the reviews already. These guys need to get a grip. Okay. Um, yeah, look, I think uh, it also doesn't help that we've still got this bloody Sky broadcast. Again, if you are a Brit watching in Britain, fantastic. Beautiful. Press your red button as many times as you want. Um, in fact, I, w- I wonder how many times Natalie you press your red button if it's terrible. She's great. Uh, I tell you what, just that whole team that's not in the commentary, with the whole team, keep Martin, keep Jensen, yep. everyone else can disappear. Agree. Um, and Natalie. Which we've, no. no uh, she's so it's, pretty. It's, uh, it, it just, I cannot, I cannot understand why ESPN as the American broadcaster, okay, it's Canada, but it's still North on the American. same continent. Don't go, do you know what, for the four races that we've got on this, you know, even down into Mexico, five, yeah, go down to Brazil, six, send your own team to do your own commentary. Really, yeah. Danica can lead it. That's fine. Yep. But to do, oh, let's just have Will and DR, which is fine, but not remotely. It's, it's so just, odd. 
Like do something, do it properly. Don't yeah. do it half-assed. Um, the last thing to say about the Sky thing is uh, I don't, I'm not sure if you any of you watched the post-race uh, chat. A little bit. But the crowd, like the people in the pit lane, the crowd were like 35 centimetres from the back of the Sky crew. and Just getting closer. Just getting closer to a point where one of the official photographers – um, for Ferrari was trying to take a photo of Charles who was signing some some fan stuff and had no choice but to stand in between the camera and Jensen to take a photo of which one of the Sky producers kind of pulled him out of the way and he apologised and, yeah, okay, fair enough. But then had to, like, squeeze behind people to walk behind Jensen and Danica. It was, okay, if you're in the pit lane and you're a civilian, two, don't do this, two things. Don't wave at the camera. And Dumb. don't look like a squid. Just disappear from yeah. it. And no one cares that you're on camera and it's fantastic you're could in the be, pit lane. Could be hard for Canadians. <laughs> but I would have thought that they would have been very kind and generous with their space. How many do you think are actually Canadian? None of I them. I feel like a Probably lot all Americans. of North Americans. None yeah. of them. It was very odd. None I didn't from like Texas, it. so you wouldn't get that garbage down there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, felt, I felt very uncomfortable watching it for them. Anyway. Okay, let's do our team-by-team team analysis now. Let's start. With Haas, which is disappointing. We spoke about Hulkenberg, finished in 15th, Magnussen in 17th. Magnussen uh, had a bit of a little coming together campy with Nick DeVries. Yeah, Nick DeVries' fault. Yep, I agree. <laughs> Learn how to break, mate. <laughs> Learn how to break, mate. Learn how to win a world driver's challenge. Oh, no, you've oh I understand. That. He's frustrated. I mean, look, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't have the pace clearly mm. over a race distance. And that Haas was holding people up left, right, and centre, whether yep. it was Magnussen or or uh, Hulkenberg. But you know, Devries, you're in a better car than what. Yeah, you can see what Albon's doing. Yeah, you're in a better car. You yeah. should be able to make that move, and not in the position you made it. No. In the turn, what three or four three or whatever yeah. it is, that first chicane yep. after the turn two, and then whatever happens after that. Pointless move to make it down there. I see why he did it. He had the run. It's frustration. But he braked yeah. so late and locked up. As soon, like it was one of those ones, as soon as you touched the brakes, it was all over yeah, because he braked in the wrong position. He should have just shown some – there's two main passing spots on this track. Use the DRS to your advantage. Yep. If it's not into the chicane before the finish line, do it in a turn one. Yeah. And – Reality is, he stuffed it. And he well, they stuffed also two had races. an incident early on in the first couple of laps, like having to avoid and go onto the grass because, again, like double slipstream. The well, brakes yeah, just a couple of places because you know, Perez was, entered his braking zone out man, of nowhere. And yeah, that was K-Mag scary. had nowhere to go but the wall. K-Mag was deep on the brakes, though. D- he was, de- yeah, he was deep already. And Compared then just like, to Perez, yeah, oh and, yeah, sure. And uh, Leclerc, he was deep. But he yeah. had to send that. It's the only right. way that Haas gets anything done is by yep. getting some pace early on and then holding everyone. Yep. Else the up gap for was the there, the and then it yep. wasn't there, and there was a wall. Yeah, yeah, and like did very well, very well to avoid that because that was a big incident for everyone else, not just himself. Yeah, like, yeah. and also not the impressive. only car to go through that little chicane section. Yeah, it was, the Albon at one point, like the angle of attack, very similar to Carlos Sainz when he was driving for McLaren in Russia. When was that 2019? Oh, 20, coming across, and he came across and yeah. hit his rear left wheel yep. and it spun in front yeah. of Lando. And anyway, so anyway, Albon judged that much better than Carlos yeah. did. Uh, but Haas is this disappointing team every weekend yep. because they show glimpses in qualifying, you know, they get it together, but the car just isn't good enough on race pace, Campy. Nope. I, I don't know what it is. It's a combination of Hulk's fine behind the wheel, Magnuson's fine behind the wheel. They yep. can get the job done if they're in competitive machinery. 
guarantee it's got to do with the Ferrari engine's not the best and then their chassis and how the chassis and the engine probably integrate together. That's yep. where all their major problems are. So they, yeah. I, I don't know what <clears throat> don't know what the sport looks like for a team like us. I don't know what these independent teams moving forward. I don't know what the buy-in for F1 is for them yeah. anymore. I, I don't. I don't understand the business of it. I don't understand how the sponsorship works. To me, I look at it, it's not a sport that you make money on. It's just a sport mm. that you lose money on. At least the manufacturers can test stuff or and put market. it into a car and yeah, it's yeah. good marketing for them. Yeah. I'm just – I don't know how these independent team works. So. But also, are they going to be viable going forward when well, there's yeah. six, seven constructors totally. and you're That's- the last couple hanging on as a – Totally. As a customer team, I think yeah, that's, that's going to get increasingly right. harder yeah. to be competitive. But then why would you, why would another manufacturer come in on top of the seven and be at the back of the grid? That's not a good look for your for your sales or your your the perception mm. of your car and your team moving forward. So maybe there has to be room for independent teams. Maybe F one, maybe go communist style and you know. <laughs> Give more money to the bottom teams to help them get up. I don't think that's going to happen. No, it's now owned by America. Your favourite style too. <laughs> it's a, what's that, style. that book that you really no, enjoy I don't, reading? I don't Is it exciting <laughs> to think about maybe it going to the way of like MotoGP where there's lots of different constructors with lots of different philosophies out there rather than everyone basically building the same car, it seems like, in F1? Yeah, you need it. I think maybe if you opened up the rules a bit more mm. so there was like, you know. there was some, back? Well, not just that. If you weren't so specific around sizing of cars and how wide they have to be and they have to fit within this amount of space, I, I, I think if you let teams play around a bit, a bit more creative, they can get a bit more creative in the sense that, you know, their car's not going to perform on every track. But for yeah. a team like Haas, they can design a car for low downforce, mm. uh, sorry, high downforce, really small street circuits like Monaco and then the Red Bull ring and stuff like that. And yep. Maybe that's the way you go about. Bring back two different so tyre the, manufacturers, so like those kind of things. So they've got five races in a year that they can go, right, let's get it right this weekend and build towards that because then it makes it exciting. Whereas, yep. you know, teams like Mercedes and Red Bull, they want to prove themselves over a whole season. Maybe that – I just don't know how that yeah. works practically. So, Yeah, it's very interesting, as you say, these independent teams because historically – it's not worked for them. Yeah, uh, they need to either be an Alpha, I mean Alpha Tauri that is owned by Red Bull Racing mm. and, and is very clearly the junior team to bring talent drivers through to see if they're any good. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, as you say, there's seven manufacturers next year. McLaren is not one of them. Haas isn't one of them. Williams isn't one of them. So <laughs> the rest of the grid is tied up with an OEM. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, it's very, yeah. very interesting, I think. Uh, let's talk about McLaren. Oscar Piastri in 11th, Lando Norris in 13th um, for bad sportsmanship. But apparently he's, a, he's the nicest person on the grid, quote, unquote, Ted Kravitz. Price. I wonder where his Someone just mug lie. him again, steal all his confidence. <laughs> Ted. Uh, um, I just... Don't hearing, think that's true. Firstly, hearing that over the radio or over the commentary was ridiculous. I don't think I've heard that blatant barracking in F1 in a long time. To the point where Croft even called him out like, on it. Mate, uh, which yeah. Is like, okay. Uh, uh, Ted's lost the plot. Well, um, he got it. You know what he got it for? He got it for backing up the pack. Backing up the, backing up the pack. Which so I don't know about you, but so that, that seems unsportsmanlike to backing me. Backing up the pack <laughs> so him and Piastri could double stack. Yeah. Right. 
it, it's unsportsman or it's crafty. Either way, it's a penalty. Relax with the language they use. That's what they've called the penalty. Yeah, that's just a coverall for things that yeah. don't quite fit into, into a specific yeah, rule, specific but are still deemed not. Yeah. I don't mind what he did. I don't care. If he's in front and it's under yellow safety car conditions, he can back him up as far as he wants. Literally everyone has done that (laughs) at some point. For sure. But I think maybe it's don't make it so obvious is probably the vibe. But Oscar Piastri, what an absolute drive from him this weekend. Uh, He had a couple of issues, had to go off track, a little bit of exploring. But more (laughs) generally, he feels it looks like he's a lot more settled in this car. Yep. Totally. He's able to put it against Lando. He did a couple of overtakes. He was staying with him very close. Um, managed to defend from him when he was behind. So, as a mark so far in his season, oh. where he's where he's at, phenomenal, phenomenal, yeah, phenomenal job. I mean, he's getting really close in qualifying. Mm. His qualifying in the last three races has been really consistent. Yep, hasn't quite got it. I mean, he binned it in qualifying, but that happens in the wet. That sure. to the it's best also of- his only mistake that I can <coughs> think of this year. Genuinely, yeah. and we're you know yeah. round nine, which is round eight. And I really like Martin Brundle's comment after Norris passed him after the restart. That is. Just experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's learnt that lesson once yeah, and he will not sure. have to learn it twice or three times and he'll figure it out. Yep. He understood. like For sure. I think he was faster on that um, medium tyre and the soft tyre all weekend. Mm. Don't think he quite had the hard figured out. Um, but, geez, he shows some competence. His race craft is not as good as his qualifying. Yep. But he, will, he is building into – be an absolutely sensational driver. And yeah. Consistency, I think, is going to be his biggest strength. He is going to put in consistent lap times. The fluctuation between his good and bad is so small yeah, compared yeah, to, like, totally. the bad of other people totally. is diabolical. Like, you totally. look at Perez, like, <sighs> could not put it together. We'll talk about him later. Yeah, yeah. But, like, the worst out of Piastri is still really damn good. Yeah, it's exciting. And I think, I mean, yeah. it's a testament to his Formula 3 career where and from the two career where he didn't win every single race, but he was within that podium step yep. every time he yep. went yep. racing. Yep. And the consistency is key in, in events like this. That is for sure. One, I think one of the hardest things for these drives to adapt to is just the tyres and learning the tyres mm. and learning yeah. the compounds. And that must be difficult from going from F2 to F3 cars where they are similar, but because mm. the power is so different, they react differently. The, the arrow, yeah. Yeah, but <clears> – <throat> Just to get the consistency in your driving to keep the tyres in that operating window that all they the should time. be in all the time. Mm. I, I mean, you look at the difference between him and the other rookies. Yeah. I mean. And, Night and day. Oh, and we've got guys like Perez and Stroll on the grid who oh. <laughs> currently shouldn't even. So oh, there's four drivers that I would kick off the grid next year straight away. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to all of them. Yeah. Um, but Oscar, really great job this weekend. Well done, my man. Let's talk about Alpha Tauri uh, and a team that no one is paying attention to. Nick DeVries, 18th. Yuki Sonoda, 14th. It is. DeVries has got to go. It is pretty obvious to me that Helmut Marko will be making two changes going into next year and uh, maybe Sergio Perez can go to Alpha Tauri and Daniel Ricciardo can go to Red Bull. Mm. Um, maybe there's even a half. We're coming up to the break. Ooh. We're very close. Dr. Helmut Marko loves a bit of a, mid, a mid-season change of sense. headlines. Yeah. yeah, likes a bit He's of a done. change. The Vries is done. He's a dud. I don't know what he's shown that would – Get him another contract. Get Williams him another year. one race last year. Yeah, that's getting further and further away, and like looking less and <laughs> less like the driver we're looking at right now. Yeah, yeah even Yuki, right? I mean, yes, yeah. going well, 
you know, the car's terrible. So for both of these guys, the car is terrible. That's unfortunate because they're, they're not able to really show them their real pace. But the reality is, Sonoda's not going to Red Bull Racing. He might go to Aston Martin when Honda become the manufacturer in 2026. Yep. If they get rid of Lance Stroll and put him alongside Fernando, if Fernando's still there, maybe he replaces Fernando. Who knows? But to me, this is a team that, Unfortunately, as usual, with the Toro Rosso vibe and now here, you don't see them progressing anywhere anymore. And Albon really, for me, was the last driver that showed mm. a huge amount of potential. Gasly, too, to a point, were probably taken too soon and the pressure was I too mean, high. I mean, Gasly is fantastic. Can't be Isn't he the most fantastic yeah. Frenchman on the grid? Exactly. Well, he was yeah. last night. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I agree with you. Albon showed, like, incredible highs that mm. were worth – gambling on mm. whereas the Vries hasn't really shown that like mm. again we had that one race where he stepped in and that was like okay that's worth a gamble for a season mm. half a season seven races <laughs> <laughs> have we seen enough look the Williams around Monza slippery you know uh, look at what it did today and we will talk about Williams shortly but uh it was it was genuinely great to see so Look, he's not long for Formula One, which is which is unfortunate for him, but at least he finally had a shot because up until his Williams debut last year, he wasn't getting anywhere near Formula One anyway. Yep. Let's talk about Afro Mayo. Oh, points for Valtteri Bottas. Point for Point. Valtteri Bottas. Right. It'll do. Um, bloody Lance Stroll got him literally over the line oh, no. on the checkered flag. So he went from points to point. Um, Joe Guan, you That'll had- feel like a win though probably for Lance. Like, you know... <laughs> I still remember <laughs> Sergio of- Perez for f- bloody right. Racing Point Force India, whatever it was, at his home Grand Prix many years oh ago. Was it 2019 yeah. saying seventh or eighth was felt like a win for him? <laughs> Mate, when your teammates, when your teammates, <clears throat> when your teammates nine seconds off Max Verstappen and you just crossed Scrape the line. Two points. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Mate, seriously. Oh, that's, I'm going to remove that. Uh, thanks when for I was, that. When I said... Oh, That's you, no better. When you, so I'm going to remove that too. When you, I'm just going to blank this Jesus list. So you can just fill up. it in. Fill it in with what you think Campy has incorrectly and inappropriately oh said. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Joe Wan, you had this real weird issue early days in qualifying, um, which just ruined his pace and, and this flow, I should say, to trying to get in there. Um, kind of unfortunate, but for Afro Mayo this season, it feels disjointed for us. It feels really disjointed for them. Because at least last year they were able to get some points fairly consistent, consistently. So I wonder if everyone else has just really started bringing their A game yeah. or if they are just going, do you know what, There's these regulations, who cares? We are now just solely focused on 2026. I think it's a little option B. If I'm mm. honest, I feel like they're just their eyes are on the future. They go, what was the best we were going to achieve this year with these current regulations and our current setup? We weren't going to be competitive. We were going to be at the back. We weren't going to be getting points weekly. Why are we even bothering? Let's focus completely on the future where there is so much more opportunity to fight to be maybe the fifth best car because that's genuinely on the table. Like I think that's an open kind of area now to compete for fifth best constructor, whereas right now the best they were going to get is what, eighth if everything goes well? Mm. Like I don't know if there's much more like upside. So I would do the same. Frustrating for him. Very yeah. frustrating. And VB's not getting younger. No. VB he's can not. still Same drive. VB yeah. can still so, drive. Jeezy DR looks in better Nick. Sorry, VB. <laughs> <laughs> the snow and the ice and the saunas. 
don't, don't rag on the guy. He had a rocking mullet six months ago. And Still we does. Couldn't get enough of him. Uh, yeah, but that's only the Australian press because they needed something to do headline cliff bait stuff with. It's true. Um, all right, let's talk about Alpine. Could you please stop playing with your thing because you're absolutely stop. making – Well, don't because it, it – Sorry, Honestly, no. it just incre- you know what I'm going to leave that in. Campy Campy's a fidget with spinner his or something. Just, <laughs> if you own a fidget spinner and you want to send it in so Campy's got something to play with while we record, please mail it to and not the microphone or the lead. <laughs> please mail it to I can't sit still at 14 Street in Mornington. Um, <laughs> Alpine and its rear wing. Does it have a rear wing or does it have a wibbly wobbly situation? It looks like someone cut an ice cream container in and like put it on. It was just <laughs> wobbling so much. Ice cream container. That's very good. Genuinely what it looked like, didn't it? Just do never noticed. It was moving do we want to talk about flexi parts and what the tolerances are for I don't know. Things? Yeah, but if you put the sandbag on the thing, it would just fall off. Yeah, because did you not hear that listenership has dropped? We don't need to talk about flexi <laughs> wings for half an hour. <laughs> We're already Jeez. 34 minutes into this. <laughs> Composite keep... materials, Tommy. Ugh, that's technically what they're called. Let's... Boring. <laughs> let's, uh, Didn't look very stable, did Let's it? add some cable ties, team. Yeah. <laughs> Bit of gaff. That's the only way yeah. to make it sturdy. Still, still doesn't do it. Just put more on. Interestingly, <laughs> <Still> <laughs> works. Interestingly, when it's under load, it looked fine. But when it was turning a corner, it just... It's just... Yeah. I wish this was a video podcast. This is not a <laughs> visual medium, but I'm jiggling around. She gets some bobblehead yeah. Tommy T's. Bobblehead, <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it was like. Uh, yes, that's a great idea. Um, Gasly 12th. Ocon in 8th. Uh, Lando behind him complaining about the wobbly rear wing, which uh, – try and say that quickly um, – <laughs> which is why everyone kind of started paying attention to it. But mm. Alpine had their sort of boop of success in Monaco and yeah. now I think they will be in mediocrity for the rest of the season. Gasly was pretty unlucky. He had a couple of moments. Great driver. Excellent driver. Very mm. unlucky. Children, mm. please. The nicest man on the grid, Children. probably. I think so. There's 20 of them. <laughs> Just ask. <laughs> Just the, local who's capital Who's had the better year, Ocon or I think you're right, Gasly. Ocon. 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 Yeah. Ocon had a good race this weekend. He did. He was solid. Finished exactly where he needed to finish. Yep. Behind all the cars that are better than him. Is this you? <laughs> <laughs> some, real, some real insight here. That is a fantastic. Hello at lakesidedrive.com.au. What is your Journalism. new insight? <laughs> into Formula One. That's amazing. I'm, I'm excited because this is really hard for you. You have to pick one of the two Frenchmen to support. Mm. Oh, Ocon all day. Whoa. <laughs> Just so nice to be incorrect, isn't it? <laughs> I, I mean, just ignorance in your life. You, I mean, the bubble is very small of where you exist, and Ocon uh, is somehow squarely in the middle of it. Oh, great. I'm going to get you an SN Ocon hat when I'm at Silverstone. Mm. Oh, be the only one purchasing that hat, so maybe I'll wait till the end of the race so they'll be discounted. I can imagine you at Paul Ricard. I think you would have a lot of stuff. Mm. You'd have fun. Yeah, wear my beret too. <laughs> can you imagine the beret getting subbed in for the beanie? No, on top of the beanie. Just on top. With the horizontal Do you remember stripes. how they used to have beanies with like a ca- like a peak, like a cap peak? Camby's just going to have like a beret style on top of the beanie. Oh. Outstanding. What in- <sighs> Market. Can you stop? I gotta make so many edits to this thing. Uh, oh, it's ridiculous. Um, yes, I want to see him at Poor Ricard in a, in a beret um, on top of his beanie. Listener, you can imagine that too. Uh, join us in the hilarity that that is. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, look. Let's let's uh, pay some bills. We're gonna to go to a sponsor break. We'll be back in just a minute. 
from that thank you for listening um let's continue on now with williams i'm so glad to talk about this after the sponsorship break uh tommy t alex albon in seventh and logan Sargent in dnfing that's just like sums up the year for me driver of the day Mm. he was awesome sergeant (laughs) (laughs) no i think albon is doing Way more with that car than I expected. Yep. Uh, I'm really impressed and I would like to see him get opportunities further after this. Is he doing George Russell things in that car? It's hard to tell because that car has changed so many different times yeah. since George Russell's departure. Yeah. It is completely different. There's new like ownership. There's new kind of leadership. It's really hard to tell, but he's doing the things that George was doing, which was being opportunistic getting points when they're available through alternate strategies and just like really good driving, like aggressive risk-taking driving for the best kind of opportunity because otherwise you're not going to get points. Like you need to take those risks. So where does he fit into a top team if a seat comes available? What team's going to take the chance Mm. on Albon? Look, I think he's probably destined for Ferrari. Yeah. Well, that's what I would have said, yeah. And I only say that because, I mean, obviously Red Bull is not a thing, not for them and not for him. I don't think he'd go back. No, I don't think he would either. I think Mercedes probably have Lando Norris lined up for their other seat alongside George. Yep. And Ferrari, well, I mean, literally anybody, Giovinazzi, who won WEC, by the way. Yeah. Fantastic. I found out recently that um, the team, the team that won World Endurance Championship Le Mans 24-hour is a contractor to Ferrari, not actually Ferrari, which is why they won. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're not bought the licensing Ferrari. for it. They're not Amazing. actually Ferrari. Can we put some um, stickers on our car? Thank you. Yes, basically. <laughs> Can we borrow this font? Yes, that's five billion pounds, please. Um, but anyway, uh, Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz will not stay in that team. Oh. Charles is absolutely against everyone in Ferrari at the moment. It he feels is, like. He is over flow like he's the pot is boiling and he's overflowing with rage now and he's not able to keep it in i like and that the pot s- is over and Hello. sooner rather than later either the board are going to get fed up with him dissing ferrari and yeet him or he's going to yeet them and i hope it's him yeeting them for a better scenario and maybe that's mercedes ahead of lando norris but it certainly might also be Red Bull because oh. maybe Daniel Ricciardo can come in for a year. Or Aston Martin. Or Aston Martin. But the reality is neither of these drivers are also getting any younger. There, mm. are, there is a crop now coming in. And if the opportunity is between Alex Albon and, say, uh, Oscar Piastri, who did Ferrari take? Because there is a difference in age. There is yep. a difference in yep. experience. Yep. And let's say Charles goes to Mercedes, for example, mm-hmm. and, and when Lewis leaves, I know I said Lando, but let's just say for argument's sake that happens. And so the merry-go-round starts yep. up. Perez goes to AlphaTauri, DR goes into Red Bull. So that's just a thing. De Vries mm-hmm. goes, but Red Bull haven't lost or gained anyone. Well, they yep. have lost De Vries, but whatever. Yeah. Um, bringing in Alex Albon okay, is a good sign, but Oscar Piastri, a lot younger, bit of pedigree there. Mm. The championships won. It's a hard thing because I think there's pros to both of them. Yeah. I quite like Alex Albon. I would say Alex Albon is the nicest person on the grid, Ted. I think so. Not Landon Norris. Yep. Yeah, I reckon he fits in at Ferrari. I think he's a perfect mm. fit for them. He'd be a great 
number two. I don't think he's a senior driver, but he could prove us wrong. Red That's Bull th- obviously saw a lot in him to promote him. He still had a lot of great moments at Red Bull. He, well, he should have won two races. Yeah, Hamilton yeah, took Hamilton. him out twice. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> you know, I, I think he was kind of robbed of the opportunity to show that he could be a race winner in those kind of situations. Yeah. He, yep. he got demoted pretty quickly. He yep. definitely didn't shit the bed like Gadsley. No, like his highs were excellent. He did have some like fumbles, yeah. which is he's young. Yeah. Yeah. He was very young. But then you look back to his junior career, he was right there with with yeah. all of the same Leclerc, yeah. Russell, Lando. Yeah. He was right in that group, just as competitive. And they all respect him a hell of a lot. Yeah. So he's a super talented driver. So. Yeah. Look, I think it's good news for Albon that he's yeah. on the grid. I think it's good news for Williams that they're able to bring these upgrades and things are working. Yeah. Now, it doesn't surprise me that – Maybe they've actually got a floor now because the last time I saw the underneath of the car, there was literally nothing. <laughs> now they probably saw the Mercedes ski. and Red Bull at, at Monaco and went, oh, we'll just do that, I guess. Um, and, you know, now there's some, some good stuff happening. Let's talk about Ferrari who were terrible in qualifying and actually made a strategy call that wasn't half bad, Tommy T. Yeah. Carlos signs fifth, Charles Leclerc in fourth. But was it also the drivers then like poo-pooing the strategy that was suggested and going, no, actually listen? <laughs> Again, like there's this constant feedback from the drivers where you're not seeing that from Mercedes or Red Bull or really Aston. The drivers are just accepting what the team's telling them. Ferrari is a constant conversation with with the drivers kind of pushing back on all these strategy calls. It worked this time. So Mm. that's good for once because usually it doesn't. Mm. Usually it's the worst possible thing happens for them. Uh, Yeah, I think – Given their position, they had to do something like this strategy-wise. So they kind of would have planned this out before the race had even started and just executed well. Yeah. Well, it was bizarre when literally everyone else came into the pits and they didn't. Everyone was like, here we go again. Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, no, I didn't dear. mind it because they need to jump those cars on track. And the likelihood of another yellow or another incident was like, it's pretty high in Canada. Mm. Yeah. Well, we finally saw some flags of various colours this weekend. We mm. haven't for the last couple of races. You'd prefer to have track position than not in Canada. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. Especially when you know everyone's going to try and get to the hard for a long stint. Yeah. Eventually anyway, if you can delay that, great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Ferrari, not all not all that bad, I should say. Uh, Mercedes, Russell found the wall. Uh, what was that, your thoughts on that incident, Campy? That um, was him just taking way too much speed. He's allowed to make a mistake. Yeah. Like, I think I, I, he missed the apex on the first part of that. And like beached it on the sausage curb. Yeah. Well, he, he took too much curb on, yeah. the, uh, on the first part of the chicane, yeah. which then sent him straight on. I actually thought when I first looked at the onboard, I was like, he didn't accept, he didn't expect the back to step out as yeah. much as it did. The back oversteered and yep. just went careering into the wall. Other than that, I thought he was just going to slide it on. A bit yeah. like what Max did on lap 56 or 66 or whatever yep. it was. Um, similar instances. The difference is Max just backed right off. Whereas, whereas George kind of George kept- tried to keep the momentum. Yeah. And- not lose as much time as he did, but he's allowed to make mistakes and yep. he doesn't make those mistakes all the time and yep. that's okay. Good for good for him. I mean, what a comeback drive. Got mm. up to eight, probably was never going to get past Albon and then eventually the crash made to, be able to retire, yep. but, but solid like, drive from him. Honestly, the fact that that car could even compete still after that was yeah. ridiculous. I think, uh, it, I think it, looked, of, it looked worse than what it was. Well, he yeah. had a bent steering racker over the equivalent is at the moment. Yeah. It was like – 
driving with a, a coat hanger or something. Oh, I love the like. comment over there. Anyway. Oh, she's she's just a bit bent. She'll she's be fine. Just a bit, oh, like, love that. This is demolition derby. What's <laughs> happening here? Like this is a precision <laughs> instrument that you're saying is a bit bent. Yeah, yeah, but good for, for Lewis Hamilton, Serge. Uh, yeah, there is progress clearly in this team now that they've grown some side pods to to manage some pace, but it is still not enough to reel in the Red Bull. Reality is now Fernando Alonso, Lewis Hamilton will be the two that yep. really start to fight for this yeah. second position. It'll be interesting to see. He's only 20 points behind him in the uh, in the championship too. I mean, oh, he's been 101 he's been right to 122 or something. So mm. Yeah, well, Verstappen is miles ahead, 195 points. Sergio Perez is 126 points. Fernando Alonso is 117 points and Lewis Hamilton is 102. Yeah, so 16. Fernando, I think, will easily jump Sergio mm-hmm. and, and it will be a race to the end of the season yeah. for second. Because Feels like this is going to be the trio on the podium for the rest of the oh, year. But you bank on, right? Yeah, and then they put bloody Adrian Newey up there. And, and <laughs> That's probably – like, oh, there's 11 world championships. There's a few more. more <laughs> Adrian he brings his own 11. <laughs> 20, yeah, exactly. It's like 22. Yeah. Have we seen a better podium in F1? <sighs> Jeez. It's going to be hard. Max is good at podcast content as we all pause <laughs> to think. <laughs> I don't think we've ever seen it. That many? <sighs> no. Maybe for How could you with... with Adrian Newey there. I That's can't, the only. The, it would only have been Seb, Michael Schumacher, and potentially Alonso? Lewis. Seb didn't yeah, get. Maybe. Seb didn't get podiums when Schumacher was like winning. Yeah. It's no. Schumacher in got Mercedes one. Era. Was, yeah, mm. but he only won one race. Anyway. In, well, yeah. and if Adrian Newey yeah, wasn't no. on that podium, then no, because Adrian <laughs> Newey is, makes up for the rest yeah. of it. Yes. Yeah, it was awesome. It's good to see. Uh, it was good to see. Um, but, yeah, Hamilton, it's great to see. A lot of good driving. He got a fantastic start compared to Fernando. Uh, was able to hold on for quite a while. It was interesting, yep. though, once Fernando got past, there is now more pace, I would mm. argue, in that Aston Martin than what we saw in Spain. Yep. And they are bringing some upgrades in the same way that Mercedes sure. are. I think the Mercedes is better on the softer compounds than the harder ones. Yep. I would agree. And the medium compound this weekend was the sec the C four, so the second softest tire yeah. we have. So, yep. you know, the four five seems to be good for them. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, the four five's good for them. Yep. and it showed because Hamilton dropped that five second gap down to what one point eight, I think it was at, at, at the tires. Yep. I think Fernando still had stuff in the tank. and yep. he's managing a small issue, but there is genuine pace in that Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did like, we can talk about it quickly now, in the uh, little green room. I think that was really illuminating nah, was. conversation, to be honest. No, I missed it. Them genuinely talking. So Max and Lewis were just genuinely sharing information like, how did you go on that first stint, the softs and this? And it was actually really interesting to see them just talk as, I guess, like peers. Like yeah. is like yeah. the best comparison. It was really good. There's nothing to say that they aren't. No, it's just the media hype. Has, For sure, you know, and it's Toto and Christian who have the fisticuffs. Yep, and they're turning up for a day of work, and they're all I there know. to do their best job with the machinery they've got. But like, they all really respect each other. Uh, Even Max, Lewis in his post race was like very complimentary of Max being and Lewis. There. Like, like they they love to hate each other, and they play sure. that up whenever they can. They're competitors. But there's some genuine respect oh. between Hamilton and Alonso. There's not many people that you can talk about being a world champion with. That been room was kind of. Well, yeah. it goes back to when they were teammates in '09. Yeah, and some of the shifty stuff that they played on each other. I mean, <laughs> some great ads for less. There's 
partner sponsors from that era. You know, when like Vodafone and everyone else and Hamilton and um, Alonzo like was running into a hotel as faster than, you know, whatever. Was it Hamilton or maybe it was Jensen Button and Fernando? Mm. Anyway, just terrible early thousands advertising. Chef's kiss from me. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Aston Martin. Lance Stroll doesn't deserve to be in the grid. Uh, Fernando oh. Alonso, second. Fantastic result for this team. Considering the absolute domination that is going on with Rebel Racing, yep. this is the best that they can hope for week in, week out. And yep. the fact that this is now um, one of more than one second for this team yep. and noting his performance is a lot better than Sergio Perez, it is very likely that TT, he'll end up in second this year. I honestly think he's going to get a race win, though. I think there's mm, something's going to happen. There's going to be a mechanical oh. failure. There's going to be a miss in qualifying with a red flag or something. He's going to end up on pole and Max will be 10th or something. Mm. It'll, it'll be, be somewhere it'll like be something Vegas, like, too. Yeah, and so, like, the be, party atmosphere will be pumping. And I just I can see a win for Alonso coming. Well, it's going to happen. Well, I mean, they've, Red Bull have equaled their best ever run of 10 on the trot. So, <laughs> <laughs> next race is the just, race for it to happen. Yeah. I can't see it. Can't see it happen. I don't think they'll go through that. I'd love to see Max go through undefeated for the rest of the year, but <laughs> I mean, he has the record for most, doesn't he? Yeah, Just win it again. Yeah, I mean, unfair because it's a, a thousand pleasure. races. Yeah. Yeah. It is a pleasure though to watch Fernando Alonso on track. Oh. It is having made a right decision in his career for once. Quickly, can we Seven talk about the time. unsafe release? Thoughts on that one, Campy? No, nah, it was fine. <laughs> it was fine. I've never. I'll this tell is you an what, absolute I, football slash soccer move. There's Maradona, <laughs> it's like sliding over and rolling around. Oh. He engaged Alonso. Lumberjack mode and see saw the living <laughs> shit out of the steering oh, wheel. Oh. How good is Alonso? <laughs> he saw that coming from like. <laughs> A hundred metres up the road, he's like, I'm just going to milk this for all it's worth. And then you and see Toto oh, minding it later as well. Like, he's just moving the steering wheel. Jeez, he's good. Jeez, he's good. The fox. Oh. The wily old fox. Seriously, the best thing to watch in a Grand Prix yeah. is him. If we were able to press a red button on KO, just exclusively watch Fernando Alonso's <laughs> onboard camera for the entire oh, race. Oh, jeez, he's But great. then just what a lap later or whatever, um, Lando Norris and uh, Albon, that was a much worse yeah. potential yeah. incident than Especially because the Ferrari pit crew nearly got taken out by Lando. Oh, jeez. It's just, yeah, but seesawing the steering wheel, (laughs) a good, you know, half a metre. And then on the radio, he's like, I had to pull out of that. I had to break. I had to lift off. And then his mechanic, oh, we saw that. Incredibly dangerous. (laughs) Guys are pulling out thesauruses going, what? It's like bad. Synonym for bad. It's just excellent. Love to see it. All right, here's one for you. Okay. Do you reckon Aston Martin would be looking at Danny Rick as a a co-driver pairing with Fernando next year? They'd be year? stupid not to. I said this yeah. three months ago Did you? Yeah, okay. to whoever I was talking to on some radio uh, that the the story should be this year, not Daniel Ricciardo going back to Red Bull because at that period Sergio Perez was actually yep. doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, it was Lance Stroll being dropped to reserve drive or third drive for Aston Martin yep. and Danny Rick put it alongside Fernando. The only way is if Stroll leaves by himself because I cannot imagine the connections, like the personal connections now with one of Danny's best mates married to Stroll's sister. Like there is personal connections. They were both at the wedding. They're both hanging out at the bridal party. Danny Rick was Scotty James' best man, wasn't he? I don't know. He was definitely the bridal party. Yeah. But I don't know how you then like one of your best mates – Brother-in-law, your brother-in-law, like oh, I do it in a heartbeat. That, but is that going to happen? <laughs> yes, is, why is not? That, I can't imagine. Here's it. the thing, though: he, does, does the board of Aston Martin mm. allow this to continue? Because there is clear deficit in pace here. Agree. 
that it doesn't matter if he deserves to be on this grid or not. He can deserve to be on a grid in a, in a, in a Haas. Yeah. This is a team that should be fighting for second in the standings. And at the moment, it's just not happening. Strolls. Now behind Mercedes, Aston Martin 154, Mercedes 167. 154 mostly of Fernando Alonso. Yeah, what's points? the contribution? 118 to what? Not a lot. 116 <laughs> or something. 117 of those is Fernando Alonso. Yes, wow. That's massive. Yeah. So it's for me, it's, it's like Daniel has as much points. Uh, he hasn't I'm driven well this year. The last 37 time, points for, for Lance. I'm yeah. well aware the last time I was on this podcast, I gave the case for Lance Stroll and why he stays. Yeah. Were you and, okay that day? Well, no, because it's true. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like we're warming up into this podcast now. Yeah, it feels yeah. like more usual. Should we go for another hour? Yeah, well, only because and, he's going to say something incredibly incorrect again. Sorry, no, go on. No, because what I said last time was about his dad backing him. And I get that 1,000% and it's probably the case. But there comes a point In every where they seriously have no. <laughs> <laughs> but you get the birds and bees or you figure it out by yourself. Um <laughs> Oh, jeez. He's lost his boy. Lost my You're shaking we'll it. We'll go, we'll go to another break. Uh, Sky News will be back shortly. <laughs> Press the red button if you're a Sky News. <laughs> <laughs> Press the red button if you want to remove Andrew Bolt from the existence. There just comes a point red. where they've seriously got to look at it and go, you're not performing. And home track, Canada, teammate, all year, podium, to not even be close. Oh, come on. We yep. all know he shouldn't be there, but yep. I just know that Daddy Stroll has so much sway. Like, he's literally the be all and end all. Can will he do it? He has mm. everything he's shown so far is he will always put his son first above business, which is odd. I respect I respect Daddy Stroll and what he's done, regardless of Weird when he you keeps say his Daddy son. Stroll. Don't mm. know if I like it, mm. Daddy. Oh, <laughs> that's gross, isn't it? Oh. That's a shocking word. But I, I respect like I him. Censor that out too. Yeah, can you mark that one as well? <laughs> I respect him either way for what he's done in the sport so quickly. Yeah, I, I agree. understand why he backs his son, but I understand if he says, "All right, it's time to move on, get out on your own," and mm-hmm. you know, we've gross, often had said, "Gross your dad's eyes, yeah. things you give up." <laughs> to senior, you know, he's yeah. just—it's uh, great that you support your son, but he why? To, he needs to leave the nest. Why in the hell are you oh, doing fuck, that? I'm not that bad. <laughs> let's underperforming. Let's round this. Let's round this one out. You were at my wedding. You heard his speech? Uh, no, I don't remember it. <laughs> uh, oh, bollocks! It's one I of the was gross. driving. <laughs> Did he speak? Um, Red Bull. Max Verstappen first. We'll just leave that number one next to his name for the, the yeah. next little while. Still Sergio think Perez he's tanking. In sixth. Now let's be real here. Obviously, Danny Rick coming back into the sport is fantastic, but let's put DR to the side for the moment. This is not performance of this. Sorry, this is not a performance from a driver driving the best car on the grid that is acceptable to any team, let alone Helmut Marco and Christian Horner. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, what is it? Three kind of races consecutively now where he has really underperformed in qualifying in the race. Well, hasn't made Q3 for three races now. Yeah. Like, We've left the street circuits, but Monaco doesn't count. We've left the street circuits and he has struggled. Like he had some – I would have thought that would have settled him, if anything, those kind of good performances elsewhere early would have just settled him down. If anything, it's shaken his confidence more now. And he's like – Daniel's in his head. Max is in his head. He, he got, is struggling. He was at a place after his second win of the year, wherever it was, he was eight points behind Max Verstappen yep. in the championship. I think it was Miami. He sucked and he – Whatever. No, he won Miami, didn't he? Well, anyway, mm, he did. the next race sucked. And I was like, he's just left 
24. I was like, the, the gap now back to him is 39 yep. points, which was five races all with the, the pressure, fastest lap the that he has to beat Max Verstappen to bring it on. Yep. That gap is now to 75 or 70 points now. Yep. That is 10 races out of the remainder that he has to beat Max Verstappen. When he's uh, about to be overtaken by people who haven't won uh, a race I can yet. assure you it, it ain't going to happen. True. But the championship is over. Yeah. And if he doesn't pull through and at least be second in 50% of the races for the rest of the year, he's done because we know Max wants Danny Rick in that seat. Well, here's, here's my question. I've what, got a quote from Max too in the meeting. What is already happening at Red Bull Racing that is causing Sergio to have these issues because mm. he is a great driver. Yep. He is the tyre whisperer. He he feels like a win when he comes in seventh in his yeah. home Grand Prix in a Kingfisher branded car. <laughs> but what a time. something is happening. What on earth is happening in the house of Red Bull? There is something happening there mentally that is not allowing him to be his best. Mm. And we saw it with Gasly yep. and we saw it with Albon. It's now that. happening. Well, Kivya didn't care. All he wanted to do was crash into people. Um, <laughs> but what we're seeing is Max Verstappen chewing up another teammate. Yep, and there is an element probably when these guys go to bed at night, knowing that they're not as good beds? as their teammate. <laughs> Obviously, I'm now they all live together. Bunk beds, yeah. That's how they save money. Yeah, the cost cap. They all share a big bunk <laughs> house in Monaco. What do you think, Camp? Oh, read us your quote first. Oh, so you've, got, you've done for one. This is the first time in five years impressed. you've done some research on the podcast, and you brought yourself a quote. We'll um, read it out for the, the class. Screenshot something I saw yep. on YouTube. Now read no, it out. This is Max speaking. Can you talk into the microphone though when you talk? <laughs> this is Max speaking to Dutch media. Verstappen said, "Well, if I had an accent, if I wasn't, a, if I hadn't been there, he's talking about being at Red Bull. It would have looked very different for them. I wouldn't be happy with not making Q three three times in a row. But I'm not concerned about it either. I'm busy enough on my side of the garage getting everything in order to pay attention to what's going on with Perez." Um, asked whether he was taking notice of Paris's issues, Verstappen replied, the team must be. It's not my problem. <laughs> Amazing. He's just going, cool, don't want to know, fix yeah. it. Yeah, it is the team of Max Verstappen and if he wants Daniel Ricciardo in that car next to him for next year, it is happening. He's the golden goose though. The like, they've done everything right. Golden goose, what does he want? Yeah, like that's the best way to be. And they need to keep him on side all the time. Yeah. Uh, all right. That's our team by team analysis done for this week. Uh, let's now go to our Discord comment of the week. And now it's time for the Discord comment of the week. And this comes from LBS, as I said earlier on. On DR drinking maple syrup from the bottle on his little uh, broadcast, LBS said he's guzzling maple syrup from the jar. I offer my passport in tribute. Is, is, is this like his tribute <laughs> to like super Canadian. troopers when they just cull maples? <laughs> what a Excellent. movie. What a oh, great God. movie. Maybe, in fact, if the season continues like this, we're going to just create a podcast reviewing great movies that we yeah. all enjoy. Great we're going to start with class. super troopers. Schnozberries taste like schnozberries. Okay, and our fantasy team name competition. Fantasy. 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 
as I said, look, it is a very difficult uh, season to get around. And for those of you who continue to be part of this and to change your name, thank you very much for doing that. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, I'm 16th at the moment. Campy, unfortunately, still equal third. Um, you have gained places, though, Tommy T. Hey. 57. Can't remember my login again. <laughs> I haven't checked it in four races. Uh, all right, let's, let's I've go. I've used here. all my turbos. I feel like Campy so. hacked me because I didn't use my VPN. <laughs> Change my password on me. <laughs> Dastardly. Uh, let me tell you who's in your team. Max Verstappen is good timed. Very, very good. Smart. You've you've also got Charles Leclerc. Yeah. Bad. Yeah. Fernando Alonso. Good. Good. Logan Sargent. Bad. Worse than bad. <laughs> Minus 19 <laughs> points <laughs> this, this week. This is why, because he keeps failing to do stuff me. and he keeps getting Damn. and then Alex Albon oh, and then geez, Red Bull and Aston Martin. Why have you got two Williams drivers in? You, <laughs> and why have you put Charlotte Claire in there and not at least Hamilton or someone of equal value who's not you don't I've have ran out of money. money. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have, and also <laughs> Mercedes are terrible when you've set this up. Minus 19 points. You got 246 points Just this a couple weekend. Of, couple of tweaks and I reckon I'm all good. Love That's that. a good you, little uh, team with both those constructors. You are good. I, um, Get rid of Ferrari. I did this the weird limitless thing this weekend, and I can't click my own team, so I don't. Full Bradley I Cooper. Tell you. Um, Campy still has exactly the same team as he's had. I'm not changing. Max Verstappen, Fernando Alonso, Lance Stroll. He should be in the bin. Sergio Perez. He should be in the bin. Yuki Tsunoda, Red Bull Racing, and Aston Martin. Well, Perez is helping you because he qualifies poorly, but then he goes through in the race. Well, and that's I had for this weekend in an aim to try and get myself back into the running. Max Verstappen, two timed. Fernando Alonso. Lewis Hamilton, Ooh. George Russell, Oy. Sergio Ooh. Perez, ah. Red Bull and Mercedes. Oh, because George. there is this chip called Limitless, and it doesn't. You can put whoever you want in. Does there's no cost cap? Uh, and George absolutely munted me. Oh. Maybe I haven't used my. Uh... No, you haven't. Um, annoyingly, out of all of that, and this is the thing I thought. Mm, and there were a couple of people who did exactly the same thing as I did for the Canadian Grand Prix. Uh, San Sani Gov. Number three, 328 points. That's massive. Max Verstappen, three-timed. Sergio Perez, two-timed. Fernando Alonso, Lance Stroll, Joe Guanyu, Red Bull Racing, Aston Martin. So that is just a normal team, and all he's done is apply Max Verstappen, three-time, extra DRS chip. So well done to you. Um, So when you time something by three... Oh, it's three okay. times original value. <laughs> uh, some team names that I picked out. Uh, I cannot believe we're here. F1A, too many Carlos Pints. Uh, poutine on pole. Uh, the B-Sharps, nice Simpsons reference. Good some that, rogue Australian fan. And beware the Spanish Inquisition, which I assume was an update from the Spanish Grand Prix that I didn't see last week. Uh, but <laughs> look, that is now it. Listen, thank you so much for listening to us warm up into this podcast. Yeah, yeah. We got uh, there in the end, did. didn't we? This will be the last time you hear the three of us in the room for quite some time. Uh, by the time I'm back, it will be the mid-season break, so we will do an in-person mid-season review if anything's really happened until that point. Uh, but we will be continuing to produce some remote podcasts with Freya as well. Tommy T, massive thank you to you. Thank you. Thomas J.K., massive thank you to you. Oh, man. A massive thank you to you as well if you are one of our patrons on Patreon. It does help keep the lights on. We so, so appreciate everything that you guys do for us here at this podcast. And if you're at the British Grand Prix on Friday, I will be as well. I'm not going to bother going the rest of the days because it'll be absolute madness, Ooh. but I will be there on do not Friday. Do that traffic. Uh, but that's Love it for that. this podcast. See you very soon for another episode of Lakeside Drive. You would love a McRib, I bet. Oh, yeah, that's... McRib. They have McRibs here. (laughs) 
There's like a tinge of famous. excitement in his voice. McRib. McRib. Shit. How do I get some of that? I love fast food ribs and brisket. It's not America. It's not. It's not Texas. It's not even close. It's not even close. <laughs> she was born there. I'm more Texas than she's. You are actually not wrong Big about that. I'm branded by it. You are <laughs> branded at the back of some random brewery. Amazing. Good chat. Uh, oh. This is more exciting than F1. Yeah, you're not wrong at this point. <laughs> Sports Social Podcast Network.